0: This is a Rooster Teeth production.
1: August 3rd, 1991. A cruise ship is sinking off the coast of South Africa. Most of the crew have abandoned ship, leaving hundreds of passengers to their watery graves. But an unlikely group of heroes had other ideas. I'm Charlotte. I'm Patrick. I'm Brian. Ahoy and welcome aboard Ship Hits the Fan, a podcast about some of history's most notable uh uh-ohs and whoopsies on the high seas. Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. We could all stand to drift away. When times are tough and the hits, they keep coming. But what about at sea? Would you care to be lost drifting away in dark waters off the African coast? No, Uncle Cracker. I'm sorry, but I would simply rather not.
0: Well, Uncle Cracker's not giving you a a choice in the matter. Well, I I like to think this is what's happening. (laughs) Nope. You don't. I
1: guess I messed up when I chose to listen to Uncle Cracker.
2: (laughs) Also, poor Dobie Gray gets ignored as the original artist. Oh well, Uncle Uncle Cracker Cracker Cracker. made it his
0: own, and it's
2: it's, (laughs) yeah, the artistic yeah, additive nature. I know what it's like to be forgotten. That's that's okay. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I wrote it, so I get to put in Uncle Cracker. Okay, that's
0: it. (laughs) Please read. Please tell us this story,
1: Patrick. Now. I'm Patrick. I'm going to. We have to. We can't just jump straight into a record. We have to have some, you know, some levity, some back and forth. We're 15 minutes late. <laughs> yeah, we're 17 minutes late. Okay, and I understand that, but it's an unorthodox recording day. Okay, so let me tell you about the Oceanos. Can we please get going, Patrick? I'd love
0: to. Okay, are you
1: going to interrupt again? <laughs> no, not unless you say something dumb. <laughs> I didn't write the script. The Oceanus was a 502-foot cruise ship that launched in 1952. It was originally built for a French shipping company named Messageries Maritimes.
0: I don't know. We're not going to sure. call it again. Just drop, just drop so, like the end off every word, and you've got how it's pronounced in French. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah.
1: Messagerie maritime.
0: I think it's like me me <laughs> me, <laughs> me, me <ma. laughs> Just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs>
2: It's the last time you'll have to say
0: it. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay, good, good. I'm glad we included it then. Um, (laughs) The ship was originally named Jean Labo. That's way easier. Does that sound good, Patrick? Yeah, that's so much easier. Way way convincing. We're also not going to say that again, I'm pretty certain. No, no. Yes, you will. Oh, great. Okay. Well, the ship changed hands many times in the ensuing decades. Finally, in 1976, it was acquired by a Greek shipping company, Eperotiki Line?
0: Hmm. Epertiki, I don't think we have any Greeks, line uh, present right now
1: to I, correct us. Do we have any Greeks in our listenership? I mean, this guy. got to be. Well, let us know what we did wrong, as always.
2: Epirotiki Anadopolis. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, anyway, this line operated cruise ships as well as cargo and tanker vessels. After changing owners, the Jean Laborde was rechristened the Oceanus. Ooh. And here's a, here's a fun fact for you guys. Did you know that the Oceanas, formerly the Jean Laborde of the uh, blah, 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 shipping company, was featured in the 1985 comedy Sky High? Oh, that was a Disney Channel original, was it not? Well, I, there must be two Sky Highs because the Disney Channel Sky High was an aughts uh, production.
0: Yeah, 2005.
1: Yeah, so... Uh, Maybe a spiritual sequel. No,
2: this was, this was 85, baby. This was, this was a real (laughs) comedy. This is what comedy (laughs) where you could use the F word in front of children.
0: Oh, cool. Oh, I'm looking at the poster right now and I got to say the poster is killer.
1: Yeah. Well, oh yeah. You just buckle in Patrick because the ship was also featured in the 1986 adult comedy, Hard Bodies 2. Oh,
2: Yes. yes. (laughs) Young BG was a big fan, I'm sure. (laughs) So you've seen this ship. (laughs) I'm positive I saw this on late night Cinemax.
0: Of course, yeah. You probably had to hold the (laughs) antenna, constantly moving it to see if it comes through. No
2: doubt.
1: Yeah. Keep the remote in one hand to just very quickly change the channel.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, or you could do a thing with your VCR and sort of like tweak it a little bit. Like there are a million different knobs and sort of mess with it that way. It would never come in clearly, but you you could see something.
1: Well, I'm glad you were able to get your hands on that hard bodies, too. Maybe you'll recall the summary uh, of the film, because it's a film, not a movie. Uh, According to IMDb, quote, A film crew is traveling from America to Greece to produce a movie. Before their work is done, they will have to face many unusual situations, along with numerous opportunities for the actresses to take their clothes off.
0: (laughs) cool. Uh, this could be any movie in the 80s really.
1: <laughs> I love unusual situations, especially ones that require me to take my clothes off. Yeah.
2: Interestingly, it's a meta, it's a meta comedy about the film industry. Oh, really? Pretty oh, that's that's a, that's pretty aspirational for a movie named Hard Bodies 2. <laughs> and they were the, they were the first to do
1: that?
0: Well, I'm sure they handle the subject matter beautifully. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> with all the grace and sensitivity that you would expect from a 1986 <laughs> adult comedy
1: well if anyone has a copy of it or a tweaked vcr uh get at us in the dms recently opened on ship hits pod on twitter anyway let's get back to a different heart well no the same hard body the oceanus just keep going i'm about to <laughs> jesus christ calm down Ah. Foaming at the mouth over there. The Oceanos embarked on its final trip on August 3rd, 1991. The ship was taking a cruise up the South African coast from capital Cape Town to the resort city of Durban. Its captain was the veteran Giannis Avranis, who had been an official for 20 years. <laughs> You're trying to laugh at the name rhyming? Right? <laughs> I, said, I, have only, yeah. I have not said it out loud until this moment, and no. it's, it's a very different experience than reading it. Mm-hmm.
2: Get that pronunciation down, because you will be saying that last name a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot.
1: Avranis, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, so. right? I think so, too. I, I was on a cruise once. The captain's name was Giannis. So...
2: Known as the bravest Greek captain in all the land.
0: Looking into this stuff, I found some very uh, strange Greek racism. <laughs> <laughs> Yet yeah, you said some of it to me. It was, it was jarring. Yeah, we'll talk about it later, yeah. On the final leg of the
1: trip, the Oceanus left the small coastal city of East London and headed for Durban. The ship had about 581 passengers and crew on board. Soon into the trip, there were weather issues, with winds gusting up to 46 miles per hour, 46, Joe Biden, and swells up to 30 feet.
2: Millard Fillmore. No, I just made
1: that (laughs) up. Uh, That'd be a great pull. Yeah. At this point, the Oceanus was in an area called Coffee Bay off what's known as the Wild Coast of South Africa. The Wild Coast is an infamous location known for treacherous currents, and it's a spot where several ships have
2: sunk. I would simply not sail around the wild coast, but that's just me.
0: Yeah, well, you're not Giannis.
1: You're not Captain Avranis. And I would maybe do it during the day, but. Oh, good call. Good Hey, call. you know what? Teach their own. I'm not going to tell Giannis how to helm. All right. Despite the bad weather, the Oceanus continued its trip up the coast of South Africa, but as the evening approached, things got progressively worse. As the wait staff tried to serve dinner, the ship was pitching and rolling so
2: badly that they were having trouble carrying drinks and food. Whoa. <laughs> and I feel like if a cruise ship staff or server can't serve their drink, like that, they have to be so good at that, I would assume that it would have yeah. to be pretty bad.
0: It's like when you see a flight attendant stumble and you're like, oh wow. Yes. Turbulence must yes. be real bad right now. I'm not worried though, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine, you know,
1: Knowing people that have gone on cruises, there's a certain type. I can imagine a waiter with like a tray full of mudslides that is just going off every edge of the (laughs) tray. And someone's like, can we get more bread when you get a second?
0: Mm -hmm. The waiter's fighting for their life. (laughs) Yeah, the the
1: waiter's got like electrical cables that have fallen out of the ceilings Mm -hmm. around their limbs. There's course, that maybe. one
2: guy who's been on a cruise like continuously since the eighties, like furiously <laughs> taking notes oh, yeah. for his blog. Yeah, yep. he got
1: divorced and then never set foot on land again.
0: <laughs> yes. There is a guy <laughs> like that. I
2: forget exact, but he's like a super fan of cruises.
0: Really? Oh wow. Oh, yeah. I he's gotta have a podcast, right? something
2: yeah there's he a, must there's we'll, a bit of we'll there's self-promotion
1: yeah, yeah yeah i'll just say this much on a cruise a lot of like oh my wife guys uh, who are at the bar at nine in the morning drinking scotch neat after you've gotten
0: to bermuda <laughs> well let's not dis- let's not disparage what is objectively maybe the coolest guy <laughs> which is the i my wife that's what we my all want. we all want to be that I don't want to be that. You do. You don't know it yet. <laughs> One million percent.
2: I am yeah. going to be that.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think I can get as tan and leathered as that guy.
2: Oh, not with that attitude. When I have a slip and fall accident in the Rooster <laughs> Teeth employee lounge, kiss my kiss my sunburned ass goodbye. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just imagining.
1: Woo. <laughs> and
0: they just step over you. Not a lot of tests you can do for back pain. No, it's very easy to get a lawsuit settlement out of that. Will
2: somebody check on this producer? Somebody, (laughs) we're trying to do a shoot here for achievement. (laughs) Put some
1: merch on him. (laughs) Uh, Moss Hills, a guitarist from Zimbabwe who was part of the ship's in house band, along with his wife Tracy Hills, knew that something was wrong. He said he'd never seen servers drop their trays before on a cruise ship. Well,
0: maybe you weren't looking,
1: Moss. Yeah, okay, you know, they
0: know what they're doing. They're no, pros. they do. Yeah,
1: they're, they're consummate professionals. And when his band was performing, Moss even had to brace his body while playing because the motion of the ship had become so severe. Wow.
2: The cruise comedian even noticed something was wrong when the couple wouldn't tell him whether they were married or not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the couple
1: realized that things were getting bad, so Tracy decided to go down to their cabin and get an emergency bag just in things got even worse. You know, booze, cigarettes, the normal stuff you would need
2: in a situation yeah. like this.
0: <laughs> a couple um, slices.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: no big deal. Just to take the edge off. Some of the shrimp. Yeah. One of those little, like, tiny little amps you can plug into a guitar.
1: <laughs> yeah, some of the shrimp just taking a duffel bag up to the <laughs> buffet. And just these are heroes we're talking by, hand about. over fist. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. And uh, heroes were needed because things did get worse. While Tracy was getting a bag together, the ship's lights went out.
0: Oof. Uh huh. Got to be one of the more frightening things that could happen at sea, especially on a cruise ship. It
1: Yeah, a lot of people in a dark space in the ocean mm-hmm. and in stormy weather, no less. So it's it's moving and listing and it just it's not good.
0: And most of these people are signing on for like a hotel that just happens to be on the water. And all of a sudden the power goes out and you're like, yes, exactly. Oh, wait. And yeah. This- I'm on a f-ing ship in the middle of nowhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's not over for our friends yet but it's also not looking great. Later, it was reported that a muffled explosion had been heard while the Oceanus was off the coast of Transkai, but that might have been the ship's comedian bombing. Come on. Oh!
2: Okay.
1: Okay. Brian liked that one. He's probably silent. He's not laughing. He's laughing. I, think. I.
2: I've never worked a cruise ship, but I definitely know many comedians who have, and it is apparently a blast. Like they all. It love sounds it. sounds fine. Yeah. Yeah, but Good you're money, not gonna you're not gonna get famous that way. You're just gonna, no,
0: you won't. It won't do anything for your career. But I think you can make you can make some decent money doing it, right?
2: You can make decent money. All you have, all they care about is if you keep it clean. Yep. And apparently. Parting after hours with the staff is a blast. Yeah, I so I it. think those are the good.
1: Perks. I thought you were gonna yeah. say a no-no and I was like, that's not a deal breaker. No, a deal-breaker. no,
2: no, no that's, that's like the highlight, yeah.
1: Okay, right on. Yeah, it's a whole culture. I, I, I knew someone that worked on cruise ships and it's, it's international waters, baby. Um, <laughs> no rules. <laughs> as to the explosion, most people on the ship did not hear anything and had no idea what was going on. And what's worse, nobody seemed to be in charge. And none of the officers seem to be
2: giving any orders. Yes. Oh man,
1: we are truly recording ship hits the fan.
2: <laughs> this is our sweet spot. Yeah. This, and this is such a great story because I don't want to blow anything, but it's like it, it, uh, I, it like it, it works out okay, and you mm-hmm. have a shady cap that It's just it's got all of our ingredients for oh, success.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's like Costa Concordia. Two, but it happened before Costa Concordia, so
2: Oh this was the OG.
1: This was the OG. This is the prequel.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Moss Hills, the guitarist, uh we mentioned earlier, later described the scene to the BBC. He said, You're on a ship in the middle of the ocean in the dark of night in a terrible storm. I felt this tightening in my stomach. I would be I would be doing worse, I think, than a tightening in my stomach. I get a tightening in my stomach when
0: people stand too close to me. I think though that's because you're a bassist, and we're talking about a guitarist here. So they're made, of, you know, <laughs> strong, they're kind of made of made of stronger
1: stuff, I guess. I think it's more that I'm sort of a, the Sigma member of the band. <laughs>
2: okay. This Moss Moss clearly has frontman energy oh, through yeah. this whole.
1: He thing. absolutely does. He's an amazing figure, and and I'm really happy we get to talk about him on this show.
2: Maybe the one good white person from Zimbabwe. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and his
0: wife, and his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Shouts out, Tracy. (laughs) Finally, the ship's emergency lights come on, and Moss noticed that his band's equipment was scattered everywhere. Dude, my axe, he said. Uh, he also noticed something much, much worse, which is that the ship's engine had gone quiet. Oh,
2: no. Oh,
1: He dear. started panicking That's when he didn't good.
0: hear any tasty licks. And then when he realized that even the engine wasn't doing anything tasty, it was bad. When
2: someone, st- when someone started to play Christopher Cross, he uh, freaked out. Oh, my he God. He was quoted
1: as saying, could you boost the monitors? I can't hear myself play. With the engine out, the Oceanus was slowing down and continued to get hammered by waves. At the mercy of the stormy sea, the ship lurched wildly. Inside, chairs were sliding everywhere along with plants, ashtrays, and anything that wasn't nailed down. Uh, You can't nail down an ashtray. You have to take it above deck with you. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) An hour passed. Moss and some of the other entertainers tried to calm down the passengers by playing music, but it became impossible to ignore the increasingly dire situation.
0: I... I looked and I could not find, but I so badly want to know what they were playing. Like, I mean, <laughs> boys are back in town. <laughs> the ship sinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, there was some Doobie Brothers in the mix there. Oh. They, they may have played Give Me the
2: Beat Boys. Taking
0: it to <laughs> the
2: streets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey man, the ship is at a 45 degree angle. I don't want a free bird right now. Believe in <laughs> Just uh, a small town girl.
1: Yeah. yeah. The ship's at a 45 degree angle, and they're like, well, maybe you're not ready for this, but your kids will love it.
2: <laughs> no, I'm sitting on a portal. I don't want to tell the comedian that this is not my girlfriend. We just yeah. came as friends on this trip.
0: But I am hoping that uh, we leave as more than that.
2: Yeah, if you ask her then let me know what she says, right? And then maybe. I'll give you a, maybe a different answer depending on
0: that. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> At this point, the ship starts healing, which meant it wasn't returning to a level position after being knocked around by waves. So Moss and another entertainer on the ship, a magician named Julian Butler, I would have just disappeared myself from the ship, uh, decided to investigate. They went below deck in total darkness.
0: But he was a magician, so I imagine he was able to, he had something up his sleeve, some fire or something they could use for light, right?
1: Yeah, he had some fire up his sleeve, surely, and he was also bound by the magician's code. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and i'm not sure how that affects what happened here with a flourish of his hand a flaming cop ticket appeared <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man I love the happy ending stories. It really gives us free reign. The best. Just the riff. The yeah. best. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also because people live. That's also good. Yeah. So the magician and the guitarist go uh, below deck and they see officers running around, some of them with life jackets on. And keep in mind, we they've not heard anything from the crew yet. They've just had to surmise that things are bad by the power going off and the ship not being level. Mm-hmm. So finally they got to the engine room, but Moss said that. Nobody was there. Oh. Um yeah. Not
2: good, not good.
1: Not great. Even even uh, a musician can tell that something is a here. <laughs> it's thick metal doors were closed, but behind them, moss could hear the sounds of water sloshing, and that meant that the Oceanus was taking on water and that it was sinking.
2: Let me let me just say that if you look at a picture of of Moss Hills, classic late 80s, early 90s mullet. Mm. Oh yeah. Absolute party in the back. But right now, it is definitely time for business in the front, yeah, it's it's all business time,
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. hundred percent. We're all up front right now. Moss is in the driver's
2: seat. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, life is full of twists and turns. There's stress, there's changes in your life, there's grief, there's moments of growth, and there's moments where we feel like we're taking a few steps back. And it's important to show up for yourself through all of the struggles that life can bring. BetterHelp Online Therapy is here for the twists and turns and will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. Therapy, I can tell you, is super helpful. It has been for me. It helps you just... Figure out why you're doing the things you are doing and things that might be improved and help you come up with better strategies for life. It has helped me a ton. I'm here to tell you, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime, send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you have to do with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if you need. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp, it's a great way to show up for yourself and invest in your well-being. And that's important. You deserve some inner peace. So here's what you have to do, guys. Visit BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash Ship Hits Fan. That's Better H-E-L-P and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Special offer for Ship Hits the Fan listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash Ship Hits Fan.
1: So, incredibly, no announcements have been made by this point, and the ship's cruise director told Moss that she'd been told by the captain Avernos, that they would have to abandon ship.
0: So the 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 cruise director knows what's going on. The crew knows what's going on, and that's it. Yeah,
2: that's that's the best way to spread orders is by gossip. Mm-hmm. It's trickle down rescue. <laughs> well,
0: especially if you're at sea, you want to find the most uh, you know the The highest level corporate representative should be the cruise director, yes. I think. Someone yeah. with no actual like ship experience credentials in that in that field, and then just kind of hope that they talk to everyone else. Well, she
1: uh, she comes back later with oh, some good. textbook ass covering. So, oh, perfect. Uh, look forward to that. So what's worse, Moss told the BBC, we found out that one lifeboat had already gone with a lot of the crew and senior officers on it. Oh my God. I know. They didn't even tell anyone that they were leaving. That's like a certain, that's a whole new level of cowardice on this show.
0: Guys, the ship is going down. There's gonna be a panic. So if you wanna get off early, go now. (laughs) Hey, I heard about a boat. Why don't we leave the
1: engine room? Pick up a bottle of prosecco on the way out. Someone else
0: will cut it. <laughs> it's only a out.
1: matter of time. Hey, listen, the boat's gonna sink. There's not gonna be any
2: evidence. <laughs> you know what? Don't don't tell your girlfriend. Let's just get out of here. Mm-hmm. Maybe she'll be fine. Maybe not. Hopefully maybe but she'll be fine. We're gonna be partying tonight.
0: Yeah, in the lifeboat, which will be
2: <laughs> definitely safe. Look, there's plenty um, <laughs> of
0: magicians on board. They're going to figure it out.
2: They're going to have a great time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They, too, are bound by the code to never let an innocent life that would
2: want to see a magician go to waste. This is going to be the biggest audience they've ever performed (laughs) for and the most attentive by far. Oh, yeah. Well,
1: gentlemen, it's been an honor performing trickery and illusions with you all.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They all shoot cards out of their hand together (laughs) as the ship goes down.
1: Oh no, so in an alternate universe. So at this point, you know, lifeboat gone, Moss and other entertainers on the ship realized that no one was in charge and the ship needed to be evacuated. It's like the designated survivor. It's like some random, like, sub-cabinet member that's all of a sudden in charge. But there was a problem with this evacuation in that they had no idea what they were doing. They were entertainers, musicians, magicians. They're not supposed to either. (laughs) No, they're not. They're, They're supposed to play music, do magic, dance, and tell jokes. They, they were not sailors. Get a
0: little cruise ship tail, maybe. Well, maybe.
1: Maybe so. And this is not to say that sailors can't do all those things. Uh, okay. Okay. Sailors can dance and sing. Sure. Right. They used to do it quite a bit, actually. What happened to that?
2: (laughs) That's true. Gene Kelly did it all the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And we thank him for his service. (laughs) Still, these entertainers had to do something. So they started with the lifeboats on the starboard side, right, uh, which were hung high above the deck along the side of the ship. None of the entertainers had any idea how to lower the lifeboats, but they improvised. They probably had some improvisers on board, I'm too. I'm sure there's so was, at least
0: there was at least one troop going around <laughs> <There's> annoying <God. laughs> people on their vacation.
2: Yes, and we pull on this rope. They asked the light boat to give them a location and a subject.
1: <laughs> to steady the boats as people were being loaded onto them, Moss stood with one leg on the ship deck and the other on the lifeboat. Okay, Van Dam. All right. Yeah. Very, very flexible.
2: And he was playing guitar while doing it. <laughs> <And> he was <laughs> 100%. Guitar, yes. yep.
1: But the ship was still listing and rolling. Lifeboats were being loaded up with up to 90 people each, but the motion was causing the boats to smash into the Oceanos. Oof, good Lord. Even as the lifeboats touched water, the ones that they could get down, that didn't mean they were in the clear. Moss said, quote, We'd let them go off into the night and they would just drift away into the pounding waves. The people in the lifeboats had a torturous time. They were getting deluged in spray. It was cold and completely dark but we just had to carry on until all of the starboard side lifeboats were launched.
0: Yeah, and they asked those survivors later and they said, well, we were just happy to be away from the magicians. (laughs) (laughs) Who
2: were all heroes.
0: The magicians are heroes. We're all heroes,
2: yes. (laughs) I, could, I knew she wasn't really being sawed in half. I needed a change of scenery. I, I had to get out of here.
1: Looking forward to a negative review. The hosts have a clear implicit bias against magicians and the art and craft of magic. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the starboard lifeboats are launched. Meanwhile, the Oceanus kept taking on more and more water. And because the ship was now listing heavily to its starboard side, it was impossible to launch the lifeboats on the ship's port side. So, you know, if you can picture this... The boats on the left side of the ship are now not over water. They are over the side of the ship. They are over the hull. So you, you simply can't launch that way. And with no more lifeboats available and hundreds of people still on the ship, Moss realized that they needed to try something else. He and the other entertainers went to the ship's bridge, hoping to find the captain and other officers.
0: Makes sense. Where else would they be? I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm just imagining a slow-mo shot of like clowns, guitarists, <laughs> magicians... Just slow, you know, yeah, dancer. Someone with a big hoop. Yeah, just slow slow motion walking up the deck of the ship. Like, don't worry. Like the right stuff.
2: Yeah, exactly. How how has this not been a movie?
0: How? Honestly, yeah, it's kind of crazy. This strange troop did get to the
1: bridge, but uh, as Moss told the BBC, we looked inside, but there was no one there. That's when we realized it's just us. Oh, Oh,
2: God. God. Oh, God.
1: Yeah, so they took turns trying to use the ship's radio. They were like, radio? Now you're speaking my language. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, do we go on a morning (laughs) show to
2: promote the sink?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're trying to call it an SOS, and finally somebody answered. Uh, The BBC reported this exchange. So a voice answered. Yes, what is your mayday? Moss responded that he was on the cruise ship Oceanus, and it was
2: sinking. Okay, uh, how long have you got left to float? I don't know.
1: We've got the starboard railings in the water. We're rolling around. We've taken on a huge amount of water. We still have at least 200 people on board.
2: Okay, what is your
1: position? We're probably about halfway between the port of East London and Durban. No, 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 no. What are your coordinates? Moss had no clue. What
2: rank are you? And
1: then he said, well, I'm not a rank. I'm a guitarist. <laughs>
2: oh, shit. <laughs> is
0: there a magician you can put on
2: <laughs> we will reserve 200 grave sites nearby <laughs> do not panic is
1: is, is azaleas the great with his magical cloak up next to you um <laughs> uh, so <laughs> i would have maybe led with the i'm a guitarist but Finally, the voice put Moss in contact with two small ships that were close by. They told Moss to find the captain, but Moss did not have a clue where he was. So Moss did eventually find Captain Avranis. He was in the rear of the ship, smoking in the darkness.
0: Oh, he that's actually cool. Nerve. This guy's a piece of shit. That's cool, that's, I mean, there's <laughs> that, no denying that that's cool. cool. Yeah. cool, yeah.
2: If I'm gonna die, I'm not gonna die looking lame.
0: No, I'm going to the <laughs> darkest room. With a carton of cigarettes.
1: Moss told Avranis that they needed his help, but the captain was in no condition to do so. Moss told the BBC, quote, he was just looking at me, wide-eyed and vacant, saying, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. I think he was in deep, deep shock.
0: It's the qualities you want in a captain. Yeah.
2: A veteran <laughs> captain. Yeah. What sort of captain school did he go to? I, yeah, was this like Phoenix? Mail order? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Meanwhile, the two small nearby ships only had one lifeboat each, so they couldn't help much in rescuing the hundreds of people still on the Oceanus. But they shared the Oceanus coordinates with the South African authorities who began organizing an air rescue
0: mission. That's so lucky that there were two ships nearby.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. It's, this could be a very different story if yeah. things hadn't worked out this way uh, while they wait.
2: And the South African authorities are on it. Like they, they, like they do deserve credit here. Cause a lot of the times when you like you contact the authorities, like, well, we can't get there until next week, but these people were on it.
0: They got the helicopters out fast.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I wonder if that has anything to do with uh, this particular area already being littered with shipwrecks. Um, <laughs> could be. maybe they're used be. to this a little bit. It could be. It could be. We don't know. We're not sure while the passengers waited, Moss and his wife sat together, hoping that the oceanus would stay afloat until help arrived. You know, remember, it's still taking on water actively. Moss told his wife, I think the ship is going to go down, and it's very likely we're going to go down with it. really a uh, sobering moment, I'm sure, uh, amid chaos. And they thought of their 15-year-old daughter, who is currently at a boarding school in South Africa, and Moss and his wife agreed to make sure that at least one of them got off the ship so their daughter wouldn't lose both parents. Ooh, grim. That
2: makes sense. That's one of those things that parents do. You're like, okay, one of us has to get up. Oh, and I read the daughter had actually been on the ship with them a few days before. Really? Yes. Yeah, she yeah. had disembarked like a few days earlier to kind of get back to school, so... You know, they were like, phew. All right. Now, one of us has to yeah. get in to, you know, deal with her trauma for the rest of her life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And she'll deal with mine. Yeah. Uh, and Brian, I want you to know that Patrick and I have an agreement that if either of us are ever in a dangerous situation. I'm the we, one who lives. We're going to make sure that. Yeah. It's okay, me so, that lives is the. Agreement, so we'll talk so. about this after the show. No, we just don't want Brian to host the podcast alone. So it could be <laughs> one of us.
0: It's me that it's. Yeah. Okay.
1: It's okay, we'll we'll,
2: we'll talk. well, we, we'll start on time. That'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see that's what uh, okay. i think about.
1: Listen. <laughs> it's extenuating circumstances, all right?
0: You had to pee. Yeah, yeah. I always <laughs> that's had to pee. Extent- okay? Okay, let's get whatever. on with the
1: story. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pee. I was getting home from running an errand. Could you please read the script? If, if you I have time if you have time. I hope we both die. <laughs> I hope we don't even get to talk about it. Anyway, <clears throat> more than that. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I didn't mean Read the script. More than three hours passed. Finally, the first rescue helicopter arrived. Two Navy divers were lowered down, and they gave Moss a quick lesson on how to strap a passenger into a harness so that a helicopter could winch them up to safety. God, that's so
2: much pressure. That had to be a long three hours, Ooh. too, that they waited. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my
1: God. Yeah. yeah. And to... to end off those three hours with a very high pressure instructional, um, Yeah. with a very high pressure, very quick instructional talking to, I guess. One diver told Moss, remember, the harness needs to be quite tight under people's underarms. Make sure you get it right, because otherwise they'll tip upside down and fall out. You'll kill them on the deck. Oof. Do two at a time or else we're Shh. going to run out of time. Okay, go. Not they'll die on the deck, You'll kill them on the You'll deck.
2: You'll kill them. This is something you. that I assume in the Navy, you got months of training on in Navy, not five minutes like this guy got.
1: Yeah, at the very least hours. So two helicopter rescue sites were organized, one at the front of the Oceanus and one at the rear. One of the divers ran the rear rescue site while Moss and Tracy ran the second operation at the front, just going completely above and beyond. Like, yeah. heroes does yeah. not even begin to do justice to the feats they performed to get people off this ship. I-
2: incredible. However,
1: time was running out. The Oceanus was continuing to sink and passengers were starting to panic. Some even jumped off the ship's deck and into the waves. Rescuers launched an inflatable to save them. I mean, can you blame them?
0: Yeah, no. No, I get it, yeah.
1: So in all, a total of five helicopters were involved in the rescue, carrying 12 people at a time to land. Moss and Tracy Hills were among the last to be helicoptered off the sinking ship. He told the BBC, as we were hovering above the ship, it really hit me. I could see the Oceanus was in a critical situation. We could see waves breaking over the bow where we had been rescuing people. Finally, his helicopter reached the shore. As it touched down, the cruise passengers ran towards him, cheering and hugging him. Finally, we can can breathe easy. The the passengers have been rescued. Tracy later wrote that, quote, We arrived to a stirring chorus of, for they are jolly good fellows, and passengers yelling at Moss that he was a hero. Moss said he choked up with emotion and collapsed.
0: Yeah, he's probably been running on adrenaline for like, yeah. However long the ship's been sinking, I, you know,
2: he's been white knuckling it for the last 8 hours. Yeah.
0: And then all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, it's over and everyone loves me and I I saved everyone."
2: It's <laughs> a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in. It's just harrowing. You know, part of him was like, "I'm going to get so much work from this. <laughs> so many gigs."
1: Well, because he's a he's a multi hyphenate now. He's not just a singer songwriter. Yes. He's a singer songwriter yes. rescue expert. <laughs> yeah. About forty. Yes, yeah, so that's one less person for the cruise companies to hire. Uh, about forty five minutes after the last passenger was evacuated, the Oceana sank at around two p.m. August fourth. The footage of the sinking was broadcast by ABC News. A total of two hundred and twenty five passengers were rescued by helicopter off the deck of the ship. Those on lifeboats were rescued by passing ships. Incredibly, everyone was saved. It has been described as the greatest maritime rescue in modern history.
0: That is so wild that no one
1: died. Like,
2: they did it within 45 minutes. It, it, yeah. They cut it within 45 minutes of the ship sinking.
1: Yeah. Oof. So what caused the Oceanus to sink? Some accounts say that there was an explosion. Others suggested that a freak wave smashed into the ship, causing a shell plate to fall off and a subsequent massive leak. Hmm. An inquiry in Greece found Captain Ivranis and four other senior officers negligent in the ship's sinking. Ivranis received a ton of negative media coverage, with many outlets castigating him for unprofessional behavior while in command.
0: Yeah, and he was he was dragged through the mud again when Costa Concordia went down. They brought him was up he? again. Was he? Yeah, because it was oh, like yeah, 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 because I mean it was the same. It's kind of a similar thing.
1: It feels very similar, especially uh, this part. A South African Navy diver testified that Avranis had insisted on being taken ashore by the first helicopter. Yeah. And uh, surely he fell up into that one, much like- <laughs>
2: the, Yeah. The captain the of the Concordia. Costa Concordia,
1: yeah. Avronis insisted that he did nothing wrong. He claimed that he left the ship first to arrange for a rescue effort, and then supervised the rescue from a helicopter because, quote, the batteries on the crew's walkie-talkies had died.
0: Every single, <laughs> every of them- single battery in every walkie-talkie <laughs> all them- died all at once. That's so, yeah, that's a <laughs> wild coincidence. That's so, that's so wild, Giannis. Yeah. I can't believe
2: that. That's right up there with a wave knocked me into a lifeboat. Oh yeah. God.
1: Yeah. Yes. He was later quoted as saying it. some really impressive semantics here. When I order abandon the ship, it doesn't matter what time I leave. Abandon is for everybody. If some people like to stay, they can stay. Oh my. Like God. to stay? The
2: ship is sinking. No one wants to stay. No one like to stay.
1: No one. No one, one likes
0: like to stay. This type of like person, especially in authority, is the absolute worst because you know no matter what happens to them, men, like in their head, it will never be their fault. Yes. Never ever. Yes. They would they they are incapable of feeling like shame or guilt for their own actions it's just like well no no i i did i abandoned ship if you want to stay behind you can stay behind i'm out of here it's like oh my god you just you how do you get through to someone that dense i
1: said you can leave you know it's infuriating boy yeah it is it is so maddening
2: it's like they basically they don't belong in the position they're in and so when the slightest bit of tragedy comes or pressure it they just immediately fall apart. I guess yep. this is more than a slight bit of, of pressure, but <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like a, a responsible adult would be like, I'm the captain, we've got to figure this out. I'm the captain, I'm the captain of this ship, yeah. And yeah, then, but yeah, there's certain people who are like, Nope, I'm out of here. Peace. And and
0: look, we know guitarists are inherent cowards, that's why they pick up the guitar.
2: What, why are you so doing the fact this? that you
0: have a guitarist? Who's outperforming you as a ship's captain is it just disgusting? And a magician, a <laughs> a cruise magician.
2: ship magician. <laughs> okay,
0: we don't
1: we don't need to make enemies of everybody. <laughs>
2: cruise comedians, the lowest people on the lowest pay hey now. Hey, of the hey, entertainment hey now, industry. come on. All right, okay. We love, we love our settle, cruise ship. We love down. our cruise
0: ship entertainers, but there are some. We love
2: y'all. Yeah, but you know, but let's be real.
0: There are some inherent emotional flaws present in all guitarists.
1: Then where does that put me as a bassist? You earlier in these
0: Ooh, episodes, look, so I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings today.
2: <laughs> this is like being saved by a morning zoo DJ. Yes, yes. Man, cow was on board and.
0: <laughs> Enough. Anyway.
2: Enough. (laughs) He saved Uh, me and then made some really offensive observations about my wife.
1: I don't know where the drops were coming from. Uh. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I know you're going to dig this.
2: Was there a spring around? Because every 30 seconds.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You're listening to the South African Authority. People are going to hate this episode. Some people, other people are going to really like it. The ship's entertainment manager, Robin Boltman, was credited with gathering the passengers in the lounge and playing music
2: to calm them down. I b- believe I I read on I read on their site that one of the songs, I think it was him that he launched into was American Pie but then when he realized he was getting to the line this will be the day that i die mm-hmm. like change like he, realizing like, like hey let's let's do something else yeah come on, everybody this will be
1: the day Keep the energy <laughs> going this will be the day that i happy birthday
2: <laughs> <laughs> to you <laughs> Come on, Mildred, we see you.
1: <laughs> uh, Boltman later told the newspaper that on the morning of the rescue, quote, Captain Avranis even contacted me from shore to ask oh, how things were going. Oh, God. True hey. king.
2: True king.
1: <laughs> what's, um, so like, what's, what's happening?
0: Hey, is everything okay? Um, I'm just checking in. My All of my right? walkie talkies are dead. Uh, yeah, but yours works. Whatever you have. Not that it would matter at this point anyway, because I'm so far away. Oh no, I'm on, me, I'm good, I'm on land. I'm having a Mai Tai on the beach right now. (laughs) It's actually a really nice day,
1: despite the way it started. Anyway, uh, all the best. Yeah, so uh, here we get to some, uh, some PR. Despite some crew leaving the ship, the ship's cruise director, Lorraine Betts, later claimed that at least 60 crew members had stayed to help the passengers into the life rafts. Oh. Betts was quoted by the New York Times as saying, without the help of able-bodied seamen, there is no way we could have done as much as we did. Uh, Nothing funny in that statement, moving on. But according to other accounts, most of the crew did flee the ship. Yeah. Yeah, the Baltimore Sun reported that the only crew members left behind were the Filipino cooks and cabin crew who said they were the last to leave the ship. And if I know anything about the cruise industry, they were not being paid enough to do that. No, no, of course not. Needless to say, passengers on the Oceanus were furious at the crew for leaving the ship. One passenger said, we were so angry with the ship's captain, we wanted to stone him, said Irene Smith, one of the passengers.
0: I think that's fair in the heat of the moment to feel that
1: way. (laughs) It's pretty biblical, but warranted, I think. Frank Brainard, a maritime historian and curator of the American Merchant Marine Museum in Kings Point, New York, said that Avranis' decision to leave the ship was completely wrong. He added, there's no excuse.
2: It's cowardice of the First Order.
1: Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Pretty pretty bad. Mm-hmm.
2: All-time great picture of this guy, too. We'll, we'll have
1: to Oh, cool, there. yeah. Brainard said the captain is not expected to go down with the ship, but is expected to be the last to leave. It's very much an accepted tradition that the captain is responsible for the lives of everyone on board, he said. Captain Avranis later admitted that, quote, Quite a few people were still on the ship when he left by helicopter. Remember, 225 were saved by helicopter. He was on the first one out. But he said that the rescue was well underway by that time. You guys have this handled.
0: And he had spent, until the helicopters got there, he had spent his time quivering in a room yep. without telling anybody that the ship was sinking. So,
1: mm-hmm. Blasting SIGs. Yeah. He later said, quote, I don't care what these people say about me. I am separated from my family who were rescued by one of the other ships, and I have lost my own ship.
0: What more do they want? Separated for what, an hour and a half while they brought them to shore? Shut up. Oh he, you already God. know they were rescued. He's not even
2: speculating that they might be dead. They're just, they're He's being... just
0: separated. I'm having actually a really hard
1: time oh. lately. Like, I'm not with my family.
2: They wanted you to be in charge, dude, not blasting cigs in a dark room. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, fortunately, he barely faced any punitive measures. uh Uh, He got out pretty nicely. Despite being found negligent, Avranis was never imprisoned and Epertiki gave him command of a ferry until his retirement. Yeah. Which, uh, haven't heard any about any more wrecks, so I guess he was able to pull that off.
2: Yeah. He was able to get people from Staten Island to Manhattan safely for the rest of his life. Thank
1: God. (laughs) Along with Moss and Tracy Hills, others who were credited with staying and helping get people to safety were Betts, the cruise director, Julian Butler, a magician and comedian, and Boltman, the entertainment director who was also a magician and comedian. Well, if you know the (laughs) business, then you can probably manage it better.
2: Double threat, we call we call that. And let me say, that's the bravest thing a comedian has ever done, At, like by far. Do magic and comedy or save people? Save people, because oh, okay. I feel like before that, the gutsiest thing a comic would do is ask the bar if the drinks are free for performers mm. I love your insight, Brian. <laughs> <Just saying>. uh, <laughs> I bombed last night, so I'm a little jaded. Oh, good. <laughs> you needed Good, it. keeps you
0: sharp. You needed it, yeah. <laughs>
2: you were riding too high my man one thing i needed was getting kicked in the teeth more yesterday
1: (laughs) screaming at the audience i'm trending on podcast addict (laughs) Uh, which thank you for that by the way um anyway boltman was credited with helping to entertain passengers to keep them calm then later he helped organize the launch of the lifeboats he also remained on the bridge to the end and kept radio contact with rescue coordinators Butler helped launch an inflatable rigid boat, which he also manned with a South African Navy diver. After rescuing people from the water, Butler and the diver were the last two airlifted to safety. One of the entertainers on the ship, a South African singer who was identified as Marlou, in one press account, later told reporters, quote, the entertainers on that ship did a wonderful job. It was not their job to do what they did, but the Greek crew disappeared early. They left the ship far earlier than everybody else. I mean, that's unbelievable.
2: It is sort of insane how they just sort of rose to the moment. Like, it's just nuts. It's it's incredible. It's, I mean, go it's, yeah,
0: go to like, you know, your your city's... Next time you go to, you know, your city's uh, like rib fest or you're at a magic, like a child's birthday and you see the magician or the, you know, the dad blues band on the stage in the park... Imagine that you're like you are in a sinking ship and your life depends on that, on the guy making balloon animals. Like, that's so, and I don't, I don't even mean that disparagingly.
2: Like, that's 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 what happened. So, yeah, so go up to the clown at your kid's birthday party, salute them, and say thank you for your service. That's right.
1: And don't do amateur card tricks because that is stolen valor. <laughs>
0: sure. The <laughs> fact that they not only was that the situation, but that they pulled it off. And were able to save. I mean, yeah, they had help eventually from like the navy and stuff, but like they really did a lot of this themselves.
2: They got the word out and and coordinated, and mm-hmm. they and and Moss and his wife Tracy were like running one of the rescue sites. Yeah, seriously. Like, if yeah, it would, it, Like, they only had they only did it with forty five minutes to spare. Like people definitely would have died. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's. It,
1: I mean, we we can only just say like. How grateful we are for people like this who can step up in this time because this has to be i mean this is the worst part of, this could very well be a candidate for the worst day of your life like yeah yeah <laughs> it's hard to top this sitting in the dark and in, in stormy seas in a ship with a bunch of strangers and there's zero communication from the people whose hands you've put your lives in uh i i can't i can't imagine Navy diver Paul Wiley, uh, for his actions, received South Africa's highest medal of honor, an honoris crux gold. It was only the sixth awarded in South African history. One of the salvaged lifeboats is now part of an exhibit at the East London Museum in South Africa. Moss and his wife, Tracy, continued working as cruise ship entertainers for many years, and they now live in the UK. According to a website they created about the sinking, oceanosinking.com, Moss said he still works all over the world as a cruise ship director. He also still performs occasionally. Uh, I think that only, only a natural progression for Moss Hills. Yeah. Uh, he also designs and builds websites and gives promotional and motivational talks. Tracy now designs and makes jewelry. According to the BBC, Tracy prefers not to talk about the incident. Moss though said he finds it cathartic to talk about. He told the BBC, I'm not invincible, but if I can get through that, I can get through anything. Yeah, that's the guy yeah. to give motivational talks. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I would listen to that unironically.
1: So that is the story of the Oceanus, an incredible rescue, and in classic ship-hits-the-fan fashion, an incredibly negligent captain. So keeping the tradition strong. Thank you, Captain Avranis. And now, could I please oh, wait, get an honorable Hang on a second. But,
0: oh, okay, all right. What do you think Navy diver Paul Wiley is up to these days? Hmm... Probably enjoying a retirement or diving. He owns a major uh, oil and gas drilling company. Hell yeah! Oh, cool. so he's probably the richest of all these. He, he probably made up the best. This guy's got to be rolling. Are oh, we sure right? it's the same guy? Yeah, it's the same guy.
2: Oh, awesome. That's what a nice coda to this.
1: Wow, what a cool taste to leave in our audience's mouth at the end of this incredible story. Most don't give a, <laughs> a <laughs> Well, Paul, if you want to cut us in. Yeah, um, I would love to invest. Yeah, I would love some oil money. (laughs) Okay. Can I please get an honorable mention, Foghorn? (laughs) Today's honorable mention goes out to moss hills oh that's right the guitarist who saved hundreds with his wife tracy on the oceanus because as unlikely as it seems a guitarist could orchestrate a ship rescue guess what he did it a second time what yeah he did it again yeah uh the achille laro was an italian cruise ship that caught fire and sank off of Somalia in 1994, three years after the sinking of the Oceanus. And guess who was performing aboard this ship? Who, who could it Hills. have been? Oh. It was Moss Hills. And he, <laughs> the beach fortunately, boys. the, the oh. crew was much better on this ship and he worked closely with them. He probably had more experience in a sinking ship than a lot of the crew, uh, I would yeah. think. Uh, so he worked with them to get people to safety. Uh, it's super interesting. A lot of the ordeal was actually captured on VHS from those aboard. And uh, unfortunately, there were a couple uh, casualties, but the lion's share of the crew and passengers survived. So uh, once again,
2: a largely successful rescue. Um, the They tried to fight the fire. Moss but- didn't have his fastball this time. He would lost a step, but he got most of them.
0: yeah, I don't I don't know if I don't know if he actually had to like help out on this one either. but he may have just helped orchestrate it,
1: but if sure. you want to get the details on it, you can watch the story of the Achille Laro from Bright Sun Films. Really, really, really great video about the the ship's history, what happened to it, and the fire and sinking and rescue. So, Moss, here's to you.
2: Yeah. May your yeah. bones bleach in these sands.:
1: Yeah. <laughs> That, that brings us to the end. Bleach those bones. Follow us on Ship Hits Pod on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Mm-hmm. See you next week. Oh, we have... Go get our merch. We got merch now.
1: We have merch. Yeah. We have merchandise. Even Brian got some. I did. That's right. Yeah, He had to pay. He had to pay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, nobody gets a free ride, except for Patrick and I. All right, folks. I we'll see this. you next
0: week. Bye.